0: everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Rebecca and Rebecca. Let me introduce ourselves. My name is Rebecca Yager and this is Rebecca Reed. Hi. A little more about us. Uh, Rebecca lives on a rural farm in Indiana. I live in Dallas, Texas in the big city. She um, likes audiobooks and I happen to like either reading print books or the Kindle books. She writes fantasy while I write contemporary women's fiction. So what do we have in common? That would be our love of books. And that's why we're here today. We're going to talk about books. The latest one we're going to review is The Debutante's Code by Erica Vetch. Let me read you a little bit of back cover copy before we get started. This is Jane Austen meets Sherlock Holmes in this new Regency mystery series. Newly returned from finishing school, Lady Juliet Thorndike is ready to debut in London society. Due to her years away, she hasn't spent much time with her parents and sees them only as the flighty dilettante couple that other nobles love. But when they disappear, she discovers she never really knew them at all. They've been living double lives as government spies. And they're the only one, and they're the latest in a long history of espionage that is the family's legacy. Now Lady Juliet is determined to continue their work. Mentored by her uncle, she plunges into the danger world of spycraft. All the while she has to keep her endeavors secret from her best friend and her suitors, not to mention the nosy, irritatingly handsome, bow street runner daniel swan who suspects her of a daring theft can lady Juliet outwit her enemies and complete her parents last mission or will it lead her to a terrible end um i have to say this is a um obviously a his a historical christian suspense it was published in december by kriegel publications and uh uh, the the tagline is what got me to buy the book Jane Austen meets Sherlock Holmes so what did you think of it Rebecca
1: well I really liked the book I was actually surprised at how much I like the book uh, because it's not something that I te- typically read uh, mysteries are something I just kind of stay away from in general and I used to really like them when I was younger because I read all the Nancy Drews and all that but um yeah i just i haven't read a mystery and i don't even know how long i mean some of the books have mystery like a kind of a they're like hunting for clues and things you know that kind of thing but this actually was a real mystery with you know detective and the spies and i just loved it i thought it was so entertaining so i i I did
0: I agree with that because I also don't read especially Regency books but again the tagline got my attention and I picked it up and really enjoyed it Um, it has been compared to like Julie Claussen books and I have read her books before but uh, again not a genre I usually read and again it had the fun there is a mystery to it and the detective and and solving the puzzle there are red herrings which I thought Erica did a great job and and you know, making you think, "Aha, I've got it," and I didn't, <laughs> and stuff. But uh, there was also a bit of fun with it, with uh, some of the characters. So let, let's let's talk characters here.
1: Well, Lady Juliet is um, she's my kind of character because she's de- she's willing to do things. You know, I, I just I can't stand the heroine who's like, "Oh, what am I supposed to do now?" I hate that. <laughs> So Lady Juliet is not that Um, she is. uh, Well, we find out she's really every bit her parents daughter because she is definitely um, bold and uh, willing to like go in and just, you know, do kind of dangerous things, be alone, be in the dark, you know, walking around in the street, you know, in these kind of, gaugy neighborhoods that are not quite uh up and coming it's not really where a debutante would be expected to be that's for sure but then you have the other side where she's the feminine proper you know fancy dress wearing debutante coming out you know in her first season and she has all these fancy suitors from all over the world and you know so there's both sides and I really I really like that she can Function, you know, in both of those situations,
0: it is funny because as we meet her, I mean, she's just finishing, finishing, finishing school, <laughs> coming out of boarding school and finishing school, but yet you see a touch of her feistiness of how she gets home from Switzerland mm-hmm. with her best friend, and, and I won't uh, spoil that, even though it's not a big spoiler. But she just shows her ingenuity and and her smarts and even her bravery, even. she shakes in her shoes a little bit she's always willing to do the next thing um to solve the puzzle yeah so um i i did one one tiny criticism because we love the book overall and i agree with you i love the book is you know she's longing for her parents she's been away at this school for for seven years but to me she started to sound a touch too whiny about her parents at the beginning until we got into the, the real reason, the real crux of the book. So
1: I would agree with that. I think um, she did have a, a little place there where she just got, I think the, you know, the debutante part kind of got control over a little bit there. She really got um, kind of whiny, but she really didn't have a purpose at that point. And once she got a purpose, that whininess went away. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think she was floundering and she just had no, nowhere to anchor. And so it just, she really got, yeah, she really felt sorry for herself. And, um, but that didn't last long because she was thrown right into the middle of the whole mess pretty early, right on uh, at the very beginning. Um, And I, I think, you know, I really liked uh, the hero as well, Daniel. Um, I thought he was intriguing and I, I guess I like the way Erica kind of every little thing was, you know, mattered. There was not an extemporaneous detail that didn't come into play. You know, there was even the ship, you know, that they traveled on and all of that was tied into everything. And I think um, I really appreciated the way she did that. I think my favorite character was the cabbie, though. Oh, uh- the. <laughs> Catagon? I don't, know, how you I say don't it. know its name but I uh, yeah I can't remember it but because that's the only uh, that's one drawback to being the audiobook rather than the print is that the names don't stick in my head nearly as well <laughs> and I never know how they spelled them exactly unless I look them up somewhere so right. yeah but I, I liked him I he was he was really interesting I thought. And aren't those side characters? fun um back to
0: daniel swan the our, our hero of the book really enjoyed him too and he was a kind of a, a contrast because he's you know a, a bow Bo street bow street detective bow Bo street. You know, Bo street thank you sorry
1: <laughs> and, uh, well i heard it that's what that's how the narrator oh, pronounced it yes. so <laughs> see here's the advantages between print yep. and audio here
0: we go proving our point here um but I, I like, you know, he's, a, he's a detective, and, but he's young, yet he went to college and studied art, which you don't always put together with detectives. And he likes his trusty notebook. So, in, you know, he's young, but an old soul, smart, bright. You can tell he has a future, but yet he has this mysterious benefactor who's, you know, he lives under these rules for the next few weeks and then he doesn't know what he's going to do when he turns 25. So he was kind of an interesting contrast. Uh, very Mm -hmm. likable and very smart and and it was fun to follow him as he's trying to solve the case and and you know solve the puzzle with him so to speak
1: oh Um, I agree I think he uh too another thing you know we talked about how the contrast between in the heroine he was that way too because he had this rich appearance because of his benefactor but he honestly was not and he came from a much humbler background, and so I think the viewpoints that were expressed uh, by both of them, and and the attitudes that they had toward other classes, was very enlightening. I hadn't thought about that. I
0: love that. So it is interesting to to see their points of view. There, um, we can't talk about characters without talking. We're not talking about Uncle Birdie. <laughs> Mm, yes. <laughs> i just uncle birdie <laughs> <laughs> i i just i i kind of loved him because he was kind of the the comical thing but then there's this mysterious air about him yeah you know before That's we learn true. the truth and stuff yeah he, he made it really fun i thought Uh
1: huh. yeah it was really fun to see how he integrated common behaviors and into you know his strategies for accomplishing various tasks
0: well, well said <laughs> <laughs> well said a, a man of, of great disguises without a look of any makeup just in how he acted and, mm-hmm. and what he did and, and yeah his wiles. so uh yeah birdie is a, a character to watch for i i really enjoyed him a lot um uh, and then uh, where would uh, Juliet be without her best friend, Agatha Montgomery, dominated by her father, and apparently stands out in society because she, of her height and flaming red hair, which I guess, you know, was a shocker in, in those days. <laughs> apparently, yeah. More than once, you know.
1: Right. And stuff. Yeah. But, um, she was a good sidekick so to speak. You know, she was a good foil for Lady Juliet, because she didn't have the same uh, adventurous spirit. I mean, she was, she wanted to find a husband. That was the point. Um, she, she was very serious about finding a husband. And she, you know, she wanted to get away from her father. Although he wasn't mean, he just didn't know how to handle her or women in general, I went since her mother had passed away. So it was, it was just, it was a good contrast, I think.
0: This, where, where would we be without those friends? So um, one theme that uh, runs through this story is uh, like a sense of duty.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, Juliet feels a sense of duty to do her, you know, her debutante season. But she's confused why her parents aren't there and why her mother isn't guiding her. But, you know, she will do her duty. And then as she learns the truth about her family duty plays a part there uh, when she learns that they're spies and then Daniel in the same sense um, there was some um uh, how do I phrase some caveats with his benefactor things he could couldn't do people he could or could not contact throughout the thing and so he almost had a sense of duty plus he was very serious about um being a detective and so if you if you really think about how the sense of duty strings along for most of the characters there for agatha Mm -hmm. the best friend for uncle Bertie, for Mm -hmm. Juliet and daniel i thought it was a neat theme you know
1: that's true and you know daniel had a he had a duty to the people he was trying to protect and i felt like he was very serious about wanting to protect uh the people of london you know and i thought I think that he was even more serious about it than a lot of the other the other uh, officers or whatever I don't know exactly what the designation was but um, but he also had like kind of a he wasn't sure where his duty lay you know in his own family because he was very confused about exactly how he felt about the whole benefactor and the circumstances that surrounded all of that and that really kind of I think interfered with his sense of duty a little bit because I think he felt a sense of duty to his family but then he was kind of, you know, because of the terms of the contract and things he was, you know, not able to fulfill that and so that was really a kind of a, a sticking point throughout the, the whole book.
0: Right, because it and and for a while it seems like you know Juliet feels abandoned in a way Daniel felt abandoned. We won't mm-hmm. tell you why, but um, you know the, this issue of duty and honor. Yet I'm feeling this way, and dang it, I just want to shout to the world. You know I'm mm-hmm. frustrated or I'm angry or I'm upset, and that just wasn't done because of the right. duty. <laughs> yes, your sense yeah. of that, and stuff, and that that was. That was good. Um, one thing I liked, and we know that Juliet comes from a family of spies and and the way her father trains her with his letters to her in finishing school, she had no clue she was being trained her whole life um, mm-hmm. to, to be a spy. So there are fun little things that Erica sprinkles in like that, mm-hmm. that just kind of come together in a nice cohesive package throughout the book. Yeah
1: I, yeah, I really enjoyed um, listening to the descriptions of the different kinds of codes and mm-hmm. and how, and I think, yeah, that was really interesting, too, because she was feeling abandoned, as you just said, but then when she found out about this, you know, that the code was serious, it wasn't just a lark, mm-hmm. I think that really made her, helped her to feel um, less abandoned. It, it made her feel like, oh, they didn't just send me off to finishing school because they didn't want me around that wasn't the that wasn't why and then the fact that they kept that connection through the letters and her father was you know really wanted her to follow his footsteps that that made a huge difference to her as far as how she you know felt about the whole situation
0: well you said it very well earlier when she had her sense of purpose and when she felt anchored um you know, she quit whining and she, and she just, man, she just stepped up to the plate and showed that feisty spirit. Um, you know, it really came to the forefront um, to be more herself than the debutante. And she seemed excited by it all. And, and was, Mm -hmm. again, she was a very brave, fierce girl and not just this wilty damsel in distress, so to speak. Right. I like that. So, um, Overall, I um, figure we'll just jump to ratings and things we liked about it for both the readers and the writers on this. I give it four and a half stars just off the bat, because, again, like we both discussed, it's a genre I normally don't read and was totally engrossed in the book from start to finish. And, and I am so excited there's a next one coming no. because I'm going to pick it up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would go along with that, too. I think, you know, four and a half stars is, is definitely, um, it's what I would give it as well. I, I, I don't believe there was a slow moment in the whole thing. I think she, you know, Erica did a great job of uh, just cutting out the fat, so to speak. There was not a single word or phrase or scene or moment that didn't have to do with the, exactly with solving the mystery or the relationship of the characters that was necessary, the growth of the characters in order for them to, to solve it. So, yeah, it was fantastic on both the, you know, from both a reader standpoint and from a writer standpoint, as far as like, how do you pare that down? How do you keep that plot moving forward? Um, how do you, you know, what's necessary and what's not? There was nothing unnecessary in this book, in my opinion.
0: Nothing wasted. And that is one of my notes was it was good pacing. It was Mm -hmm. also good characterization. Um, I thought there was a great character arc for um, Juliet and Daniel, which was nice to see both their growth um, throughout this story too. So to do the subtle, like with Juliet, you think she's just this debutante from finishing school yet there's so much more to her and especially as the circumstances were thrown at her how she really grew and and walked into those circumstances um, it was a nice touch as a writer to really study her arc and and how she grew and changed throughout the book
1: yeah I enjoyed um for myself you know with the fantasy and the, all the world building and and stuff that she had to do even though it was it wasn't a it was not a, a non, it wasn't a made up world, I guess what I want to say, but it was something that not everybody knows about. And she really did a great job of describing the social situations and getting all the like rules in there, because there were so many social rules that we don't have that are foreign to us now. And I thought she did a great job with that. But also, you know, how she sprinkled those clues in there. And you mentioned the red herrings, you know, how she did that and just um i i really like that and i i took some notes on that myself you know as far as how do you get those little clues in there about things that you know you don't want to come out now but you want to make sure that there's an awareness of right
0: right because you don't want to spring this surprise at the end that doesn't make sense as a writer right not to be able to to you know kind of give clues about it without giving the story away and and she Mm -hmm. did that really really well um and I and I thought she did a good, um, it was a good sense of time and place. You know, I, I learned about mm-hmm. London and and then the the horse, the hunt later on. Right. That she was at and just all of London society, but you got a sense of the time and the place and the era and you know, like you said, the rules of society. Yeah. Um, and you know, which makes you really glad personally we don't live under that anymore yeah. <laughs> it was bad but uh it, it was just all around so even the description and the setting and the timing and the pace of the book was all good so as another writer especially one who might be writing mysteries or writing regencies or historicals it's a good you know lesson as a writer it's a good book to study i think to to learn about that. And as a reader, I mean, it was fun and you're thoroughly entertained all the way through it. Mm -hmm. But um, from the writer end, we know that's a lot of work that I think Erica
1: did to to put in this book and to make it flow like it did. Yeah, I'd like to see the rough draft compared to the (laughs) final. (laughs) <laughs> we'll
0: have to ask her about that because yeah. we'll be interviewing Erica um, and uh, her interview will post in April, so next month. So we look forward to having her here. But meanwhile, I think um, The Debutante's Code is a book we both highly recommend, uh, even if it's out of your genre. It's worth a read for the reader. And as a writer, there are a lot of good things to study and learn. Yes.
1: From. And the narrator did a fantastic job too. I really appreciated her. I didn't mention that earlier. And but as an audiobook kind of fanatic, you know, the the narrator can often ruin a really good book. And this that's not the case in this case. She did a great job. Um, the narrator was uh, added to the story rather than took away from it. You really didn't even notice that she was there. I thought she did a great job differentiating the voices and things too. So. If you like audiobooks, definitely this one is is one that you, you would not be sad listening to. It was really good. No, that, that's good to know. So either way, whether you want to read or you want to listen,
0: this is a book to go to. So um we're really glad you joined us this time. And again, join us next month when we have the author of The Debutante's Code here. We'll talk to Erica Vetch herself and see what uh, how much research she had to put into this to make it be a cohesive and, and fun book. But uh, we thank you all for being here, and we will see you next time.